Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and discuss Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, one no-win scenario minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hello, Dave. Happy Friday. And to you, sir. And we'd like to welcome back Chris Eliopoulos again to uh, finish out the week for us. Yeah, baby, let's do this thing. <laughs> so we move on to Minute 78. Um, and this minute starts with Kirk saying, I don't like to lose. And ends with Kirk ceremoniously putting himself back together with his brand new uniform. Mm-hmm. So Kirk know. saying, I don't like to lose. That's his t-shirt, right? That is, that should be a t-shirt right there. I don't like to lose. Maybe that's, well, that's we been just his whole throw something out. Can I just say right from the beginning? Um, we have foreshadowing. Uh, that wonderful tool. You've never faced death. You never yes. faced that situation. So that was my big mantra at the beginning when we started this. Like everything was like foreshadowing to another moment in the movie, and it's yeah, it it's rearing its ugly head again. Yeah, they're beating us over the head with it. Also, Kirk is a bit of a jerk, by the way. You think so? <laughs> oh my god, why would he not say, "Don't worry, everybody. We had a secret message." They'll be ready in a little while. He, he, he couldn't have told them that, made them scared and worried and wondering what they were going to be doing. And just so he can look like the big cowboy at the end and be like, yeah, baby, I just saved us all. To be honest, like, who's the only one who's really scared? It's Savick. Well, they're kind of resigned. I think they're all resigned to the fact that they're going to be stuck there. Well, I think, I think if you look at McCoy, though, after, you know, he says he, he radios up to Spock. He totally has a smile on his face like he knew this was coming. Like, I knew this was coming. I knew it. He had it. Did he? Or I, I took it more of like he was kind of like, oh, Kirk saved the day again. I didn't see it coming, but wow, what a guy. There, there he goes again. There's my hero. Kirk thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. He's like, oh, he's my hero. Here's the guy that did the Kobayashi Maru. He's doing it again, see? You know. But you know, Chris, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, he is a jerk, right? Because even up to maybe back up, you know, a few minutes to when he when he's talking to Khan and he freaks out and does the yell. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Blah, he yells it into space, and uh, you know, and then we get a cutaway, and they, you know, we get a time jump of some sort. We don't see it, but you know, he could have just been like, you know, Khan, and then uh, just turned around and said, "It's cool, I got it covered," you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't just, worry. Don't worry. I'm just playing it up for Khan. Acting. <laughs> yeah. well, scene. well yeah we sort of put that out there like you know is it a fake cry and i think most people believe that it's a real he really yells con but we don't think he yells it for this the reason of that he believes he's going to be trapped there for the rest of his life okay i have a theory here so yes. he, he's been depressed throughout the whole movie right up to this point he was depressed about his age he was depressed about his position um I'm willing to say that um, after that con moment, he took his Xanax, and he's feeling much better now. And so uh, now that's why he's getting his his cocky attitude back. Um, So it finally kicked in just now. Just kicked in. McCoy handed it to him on the way down. Here, you might need these. Yeah. So now that's why he can be all cool and be like, okay, by the way, I did this whole thing. Just Just a theory. 
No, I like it. I think it, you, know, you guys both have these. Two. I, I, I have not picked up on this until doing this show. Is that that there's that Kirk does a 180 after the yell, and then he's back to himself. And uh, whether it was that cathartic moment uh, sharing with Carol, or if it's you know the Xanax, um, you guys are uh, much more observant than I. That, yeah, he's back I in the saddle. I, I, I guess I have a different view of I. Maybe I'm the only person who doesn't think he's a jerk. <laughs> well, I, think, I just think like, wow, he had it all in the bag. Like, yes. Maybe he was trying to show off for Carol. Like, you know, like he didn't want to spoil the surprise and then look like the big shot at the end. Like, I saved us all. Right. You know, he's trying to make her and look good in front of his son. Like, yeah, there is that. You know, I, Dave, you might be right. I think Chris and I are just both jealous of Kirk. Like, man, he's but so I, cool. What a oh, jerk he is. He's, okay. He's totally a jerk because he he totally <laughs> looks he totally looks at, you know, he says, I don't believe in a no win scenario. And then he's looking at Savic like, yeah. And then whips out the communicator and is like, Kirk to Spock. You know, it's like Yeah. He totally is I he's mean playing. and the and the way he flourishes the you know, the the communicator out like wham, like there you go. Plus, how did he know it was two hours on the nut? Like he didn't have a he didn't have a watch on. He was just like, you know, I'm gonna wait for this exact moment and do that. But he does have a watch on. But he wasn't looking at it. He not at that moment. Not at that moment. But he they made a point. Uh, it was when he put the glasses on that he looked at his watch. No, I got that. But that was that was earlier. True. Because he said, "Oh, we have plenty of time." And he looks at his watch. But how did he know at that exact moment to just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm was, being petty and nitpicky, but this is just what you do when you do it a minute at a time. But he's right on schedule. Right. He, his internal clock was really kicking in, right? Two hours, exactly. boom. That's, boom. He knew it. Ding. And then he bites that apple. I don't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a jerk. The poor girl is worried. She's like, oh, my God, how do you, how do, you do the Kobayashi Maru? We're going to be stuck here. You know, let's just get food. And he bites the apple. He's like, ha ha. <laughs> he is. He's such a bastard. I think I think it would have been fun if uh, uh, just before he flipped open the communicator, you know, gives that gives it that look and just be like, check this shit out. Watch <laughs> my move, sister. Watch yeah. this. Watch this. By the book. See, now I'm gonna go. Now I'm gonna go so deep and go like, okay, was the was the apple a metaphor for knowledge? Like he had all this knowledge, and that's why he was eating the apple, and he had the knowledge, and nobody else did, and now he's sharing the knowledge, and then I go down a really bad rabbit hole. Wow, we're gonna get all biblical now, are we? See, it's all Shakespeare and, and Bible. So I have I have one nit uh, to pick. One nit to pick. <laughs> when he stands up, says, "I don't like to lose," and does the apple. You can totally see they're on an original series set. Oh yeah, the, the lighting behind him, and the it looks like there's just a curtain. Yeah, behind the trees, and like, ugh. We couldn't afford to put a little bit more greenery back there. Yeah, something right, or just you know, show fake the put the fake waterfall back there or something. Well, I have to wonder if they thought that that he was going to st- stand up. Like, was that? Oh, he, they have to. They they block these things out ahead of time, so they uh, knew he was going to. And they looked at it and went, "Yeah, that looks fine." <laughs> yeah, and, and why does he? So he stands up. So as we're nitpicking this minute, we might as well go full bore. Keep going. As he's he stands up, 
He's done talking to Spock, but yet he feels the need to still hold that communicator up next to his face. Oh, when he's talking to Savick. Yeah, like he's biting the apple and it's like, yeah. see, I'm amazing. I don't get it. This box on the other end. Are you chewing, Admiral? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't catch that last Are thing. We, what was that? Are we done? <laughs> He's doing it again. You just make you stop eating for five seconds and talk to me? It's like when people call on the phone and they start chewing on the phone. You're just like, oh, really? Exactly. Five minutes to talk to me? Before How many times have somebody done that to me? And it's always chips. Of course. And the bag's got to go to. Oh man, it's like, dude. So while we're while we're in the to- talking about people talking, like we move on to them beaming up to the ship, and Savick is talking to Kirk. Like, is that a thing? Yeah, that is an awesome thing. I had that in my notes. It's awesome. Yeah. Talking through the transporter. I love all the cool beam. stuff they could do in the transporter. Your a billion bits being moved from one place to another. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. I love that they're having a conversation. Yeah, they're midstream. They Other than Chekhov, why does anybody else have to go to um, sick bay? Uh, they just need to get. I love how they have <laughs> they the two uh, servants that come in with their jackets. Yeah, very nautical. Let me help you on with your jacket, sir. Is that like his yo- his yeoman? Like is that like his assistant? I don't. I don't get why Kirk is taking it. There's, there's so much going on here, right? That, that we can, uh, which is ridiculous. They're just changing their clothes. But uh, McCoy takes, I think that's Kirk's jacket off of Chekhov and just gives it to Carol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is Carol's job now. I'm just going to hold the coats. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be in sick bay if you need us. Yeah. Why didn't he give it to David? That's very chauvinistic. Yeah. And well, he's so busy then, wearing he... his preppy sweater. Yeah, that's what his collegiate sweater. He's got it. I thought it was a, made its first appearance later in the film, but here it is right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's late for his squash game. <laughs> that's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. God, um, I do love those uniforms, though. Man, dude. They're just like, just, I love that they could wear coats on an away mission, you know, and well, Kurt's he's got, got the, the vest. He's got oh. the vest, yeah. Yeah, That's why so did he cool. take the vest off? Because it doesn't go with the other jacket, man. So why did he put the vest on? Because it looks cool. Goes with the overcoat. So when he when he put his traveling coat on, he has to wear a vest. But when he's back on the ship, he puts he's his Kirk, takes man. it off. He's Kirk. He's he's bound by no guidelines. He's a rule breaker, man. We told you this. Kobayashi Maru, get with it. Sorry, sorry. And I will say, yes. as, as much as we've talked about Kirk in, like, the hero shot and the hero pose and how fantastic he looks, once he takes off that vest, sorry, Kirk, you do not look good. No? You don't think? He is not slim. I think he's, he's got not slim. I mean, God knows it's better than he got later on. Yeah. yeah. He just... How old is he supposed to be at this point? Do we know their ages at this point? He's 50. Yeah. 50. Oh, shoot. So he's like my age. <laughs> Damn it. He looks great, right? He looks great. <laughs> Fantastic. Outstanding. 50 is, a new, 50 is a new 40. Sure. New 30. Um, yeah, this whole thing with the servants changing the coats and stuff, you know, shouldn't they be fixing the Enterprise? Don't they have better things to be doing other than waiting to give coats out to people? That's their job. They that just wait by. pretty sad. 
they just wait by the transporter and they just that's what they do. So they're interns. Oh, I guess so. Well, that's look at their their uniforms. They're they're obviously they're um, cadets. So maybe they had nothing else to do. I mean, they only have a boatload Probably. of you know children. Maybe children only know how to take coats. I don't know. They're probably psyched to do this, right? Like, oh my god, I got to give the admiral his coat. Yeah, I met the admiral. I met the admiral. The poor, the poor actress, right? She studied probably years and years to get into movies, and like, finally gets a job, and all she's doing is handing William Shatner a coat. Poor thing. Never see her again. Nope. That was probably the highlight of her career. Yeah, you saw me for twenty seconds on a Star Trek movie. I was in Wrath of Khan. Oh, what character did you play? I was the ensign that handed Kirk his coat. Wow. Ooh. Oh, I loved her. But I, I love the, I love that they did, still did like the traditional different colored shirts to sh- designate different areas of the ship. Yep. Although I thought, well, no, Spock became a captain, so I guess he would be white, but he was originally blue. So. Yeah, the colors in this are different than what we would expect because obviously Kirk and Spock wear white. McCoy wears that awesome green color right and the cadets seem to wear the orange and Chekhov and sulu i think wear like a brown and savik's got the reddish orange yeah no they're i mean it's very cool um what else did i write um we had the uh <clears throat> we got the regulation right they're going back and forth about the you lied uh, yeah you yeah. lied right this is this is one of those moments in the film right you lied i exaggerated yeah Yes, that's one of my favorite moments in this film. Is that 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 line, that whole exchange? Right. Well, it just shows, you know, like Spock has grown as a character over the years. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he would have done that in the original series. But you can see he's sort of like they're just simpatico, right? Like they they just get each other. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about the original Star Trek series was the the Bones Kirk and Spock trilogy and sort of how they all knew each other and could read each other's minds practically about what, you know, they were doing. And he just grew into this, you know, position where he knew that he could lie a little bit and then justifies it to himself. Right. Mm-hmm. As much as it is to everybody else. And no, I exaggerated totally different. Yeah, I didn't lie. That's just, that's great character building right there. But, but she seems, she seems so hurt by it. Like when she looks at Spock and, she says, you know, you lied. She she looks like she's betrayed by that, like, yeah, by the well, fact she's that... by the book, right? I mean, yeah. Kirk already, like, threw it for a loop 10 minutes, like, five minutes, a minute ago. And now she's like, wait, you too? Is there anybody on Starfleet that <laughs> obeys the rules? Jeez Louise. <laughs> See, I, I read it. I read it a different way, Dave, that uh, I, I just, uh, I thought she was actually uh, admiring Spock, that he was able to lie. Um, He's like, well, I could probably do it, you know, but uh, you, you lied. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's just Kirstie Alley's performance. And we keep going back of, you know, back to it, that she did such yeah. a great job. Yeah. I oh, wish she did. kept her around as another character, you know, in other films. And uh, Yeah, she she's, was, she was fantastic. And yeah, I mean, her, however she portrayed, like whether she, yeah, she's admiring him or, or like the way I, I believe she, she's, you know, she's, you know, wow, you lied. Spock, just like you said, fantastic the way it's matter of fact, I exaggerated. Mm. Like it's so logical that he exaggerated. 
But, but you know, but oh, I don't know why she'd be so surprised. He is a Starfleet officer, and if those are the rules of combat, as a, a logical Vulcan, he would have to follow those guidelines. It's what he's supposed to do. So why is it so bad that he lied in that moment? But Kirk in the background is having the best time with this, seeing two <laughs> Vulcans talk about lying. Yeah. Like he is like he's like you guys have at it. I'm just going to put my jacket on and laugh my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to put that one in his diary later. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been playing her like crazy in the past minute and two, a minute or two like, right? He yeah. bladed her with the whole story about them, you know, exaggerating down there, and now he did it again up here with Spock. Man, he likes playing this this poor cadet. Well, he does. It's just all it's all part of the test. He's just still testing her. He's getting her ready for the real world. You think so? He's, she's gonna have to. She's gonna have to deal with bigger jerks than Kirk. Well, that's true. They really should have done the Saturday Night Live, a Saturday Night Fever song as they were walking down. Because he's really getting that mojo. Like he should have had a paint can in his hand, like John Travolta, and walking down the street. I got it now, baby. Oh yeah, they got they got it going. Yeah. And I think I think they've answered our question about Kirk's uniform. So he is just changing it periodically, right? So he's now he's he's back to a clean it and uniform. There's no bloody handprint on it from Peter Preston. Nope. Um, so maybe he's had it uh, changed more than once in the. There's film. a dry cleaner on the, on the ship, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the same coat. Just been cleaned. Well, that's what that's what those two ensigns do. Oh, there you go. They're the laundry. They people. work down at the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> the Why laundry. not? Pressed everything. Star, Starfeet laundry. No starch this time, please. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Well, on that note, I am out of notes. How about you guys? I'm out of luck. <laughs> no, I, I think this is a fantastic minute. Yeah, this is one, like I said, one of my favorite minutes. It all comes it's, together. Like this is this is the this is the turning point of the movie. Yeah, definitely. and this and this leads into some good music too. Um, we'll see in the next yeah. minute, and you know, it definitely. I mean, we've said a lot about how the soundtrack is fantastic, but I just the whole lead up into this is is great too, and the the, the battle and the nebula and everything is fantastic. All right, well, let's wrap it up. But Chris, before we let you go, yes, sir, we need to ask. Chris, can you rate the Star Trek films for us? Sure. Do you want to do all thirteen, or do you just want to do the originals cast, or what do you want to do? Um, I well, well, how about this? We'll start off with the original. Um, for me, it's two, six, four, three, one, and maybe five if I've, I don't know, been asleep for five hours and I had nothing else to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, Khan is the big one, obviously. Um. Six is another. I mean, again, same director, same you know. Yep. Um, I did. You know, a lot of people make fun of of uh, the Voyage Home. I really enjoyed it. I thought oh, that's it was my a, a that's fun. my second favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a two four six guy. Oh, okay. Two four six guy. Two four six eight. Who do we? Uh, um, I I do like Search for Spock. Um, I like there's there's you know what I I like about it. There's just moments. There's good moments. Yes. In the film. Mm. Um, and, and especially when they steal the enterprise, there's just some really good moments for Sulu. There's a great moment for Uhura. There's a great moment for Scotty. You know, it's, it's just a really good character moments and throughout that. Um, and, um, even though it was a long and winded, I, I sort of did like, uh, the motion picture. Um, the fifth, ah, dude. (laughs) Oh boy! Nothing, nothing. You get nothing. You know, I liked 
I like the look of the bridge. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Um, I do, yeah, I like, the, I like the sequence in that movie where they have the big uh, the captain's wheel and the, they're, they're sort of secretly meeting. Like that. I like that, but I don't think there's much more I like in that movie. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. I, I, there's the, the scene uh, with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy um, around that wheel. You know, the, in there, the nautical room. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Um, uh, Generations was a pooper. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the other one? Um, 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 first contact I loved. If you, if you try to do that one by minute, it breaks down logically. Um, but it's a good action movie. I enjoyed it. So I would actually put that one probably before. The motion picture and number five, so I put that up there. Um, Insurrection, Nemesis. Uh, um, I enjoyed the the first reboot. I enjoyed the third movie. The second one was a clunker. So uh, I think those three. Oh, jeez. Well, obviously, number one would probably be behind First Contact, but ahead of motion picture and the movie that shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> The search for God. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm such a. I mean, I literally have beyond being a Star Wars and Indiana Jones and a Back to the Future guy. I actually have a bunch of model ships next to my desk. I've got the Reliant and uh, the Enterprise facing off against each other. So nice. yeah, I'm a. I love. I love all versions of of Trek. Um, I'm actually as I've been working on a book. I'm I'm writing and drawing a uh, a book for a publisher, and it's 185 pages. So I've been at it for a while, and I've been watching next gen episode after episode. Yes, um, just to keep me going. And I think I'll move on to Deep Space Nine, and then on to Voyager as I go along. But I've seen them 30 times each anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I've just been rewatching the uh, the Next Generation. I'm just almost through the second season. Excellent. Where it finally starts to get better at third season. The first two seasons are just awful. Uh, there's some moments, but for the most part, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like Search for Spock. There are a few moments, but in you know, it, the surrounding areas are a desert. So, so Dave, I think we're gonna have to come up with some kind of award. Chris, you're the first person who's ranked all thirteen of the films. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Winner. Winner. Chicken dinner. Congratulations. I'm Charlie uh, Sheen now. Even... I'm a winner. Yeah. <laughs> I've got tiger's blood, baby. Wizard's blood. So, huh? All right. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> it's been a great week, Chris. We really appreciate having you here. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, kind of one last time you want to share with folks where they can find you uh, and your current projects and all that jazz online. You'll just, just go to Twitter uh, at Chris Eliopoulos. Uh Everything you need to know about me is probably linked through there. Beautiful. All right. Well, great. And then, folks, yeah, you can find us online as well at WrathOfConMinute.com, WOKMinute at Twitter, um, and the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation on Facebook. Um, so we will wrap it up and uh, enjoy the weekend. And we'll be back on Monday with Minute 79 of Star Trek Two here at the Wrath of Con Minute. You lied. Oh, you stole that. <laughs> I was totally going to say that. <laughs> <laughs>